0: Hello and welcome to Survivor Social, a Survivor podcast where we discuss and dissect Survivor with a focus on the social elements of the game. My name is David and today I am joined by one of my favorite people to talk Survivor with, an incredibly talented screenwriter and perhaps the most opinionated Survivor fan I know, Adam (laughs) Kolodny. Welcome, Adam.
1: Hey, David. How are you doing?
0: Great. How are you? How are you liking Survivor 44? I think it's a nice breath, breath
1: of fresh air. I think there's a lot of talk about the um, just the onslaught of advantages or idols or non- idols. It never really affected me all that much. It wasn't too overwhelming. Uh, but I think at its core, you have just a very likable group of people, and I think that's I think that's nice. It's it's nice to I, I'd like to Survivor Survivor to kind of go back to having a couple of unlikable people because I think it makes it a little bit more fun. They, they may be too likable and too too easy too easy going uh, but I think it's a good step in the a step in a good direction
0: I think so too I think out of all the casts of the new era I would say this one feels the most distinct and it could just be you know we've got the, the Tikas and we've got the the romance and we've got the Danny of it all but I think they're 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 a distinct group and that makes me very happy but absolutely. Before we dig into everything, um, I want to remind everyone, if you have any questions or hot takes of your own, feel free to reach out to us at SurvivorSocialPod at gmail.com and we will answer your questions here. Make sure to subscribe to Survivor Now here on YouTube as well as on Spotify. And we also have some listener questions. So before we dig into the episode, if you you are ready, Adam, we're just going to go for it. Great. I actually have a question for you before we start. So as a writer and a storyteller, who do you think is the protagonist of 44? Carson. Easy? No question? (laughs) Yeah. And what about his foils? In the people that
1: are his foils or in his himself or his his sickness
0: or what? All of the above.
1: I want all of your analysis. Well, I I think the fact that he has foils, from the start to big from the start to the end makes him the protagonist. Where you know, you have the other two who I adore both of them so much, Jam Jam and um Carolyn. Uh, they've also been protagonists too in their own right, but they looked kind of just more a little bit too bumbling. You, but with Carolyn, you have that survivor bumbling music that always plays with her, which it's like if you get too much of that, can't be a good thing. And uh, I just feel like with uh, uh Jam Jam, we just saw it took too long for him to hit his stride within the game. It's only happening in the last little bit. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, the way editors work, fortunately or unfortunately, the way editors work is I think they really want to anchor their main their protagonist to their audience. And audience members are hard. It's hard for them to get behind somebody who is too much of a bumbler or too, who's too, a little too quirky or this or that. And I think uh, Carson demonstrates a balance of, of the quirkiness, but that he's de- he can, he has his devious moments, but it's not in a way where it would put people off. It would pe- people would find him endearing. So when he has moments of "Ooh, I like lying, I like it," it's still packaged in a way where uh, the masses, I think, will still gravitate towards him.
0: That's a really good point. I think he is very complex, which you yeah. which you want in a protagonist, and which and I, I want so-
1: a, which I want to see in a twenty year old protagonist we've seen so many of these like 18 19 20 21 year olds and more likely they more likely than not they are i can't personally i can't stand them like uh i always forget his name what was it like eric and millennial versus gen x was that his name eric um, no not, that's not his name no yeah, no what will
0: yes will wall you know,
1: they just yeah they just come off so inexperienced thinking that They're more experienced than they are like the Spencers of the world or whatever. And Carson doesn't talk about being, he doesn't gloat. He just, he knows he's intelligent. He is, maybe that's just not what they're showing us, but I just don't think that's that's his nature. You know, he talks about being a little bit goofy. He talks about just learning how to properly do a high five. He's self-deprecating and he does it in a very charming way, not, but a very, natural genuine way i don't think he planned that comment you know
0: (laughs) true yeah there is something about him it's very authentic
1: yeah it's very sweet and it's like you know at the beginning he had this opportunity to go with these two popular girls and it just looked like that would have been the natural way to go but you know he was thinking right away at 20 years old he's like no i see more value in them and that's really good because it's he's able to see value in other like really look past the surface and that's really good at 20 years old because most 20 year olds would not do that um and he's able to shine in a certain way where people see the value in him and overall controlling his threat level but not too much because his name has gone around a little bit but at the end of the day he is still so likable that people still talk to him it's not like it's not like they 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 don't talk to him because they see he's too powerful that's because he's controlled his threat level they see him as somebody who that they wouldn't want to sit to the end but they don't they they still overlook him
0: so we can officially w as carson's biggest fan after
1: it's not so much that i'm his biggest fan but i think it was in episode two or three i'm just like i'm getting carson vibes
0: you know what i appreciate that i think i agree with almost everything that you said except for the fact that you don't believe he's gloated. There were times where I felt like oh, yeah. he, he was a little pompous. And,
1: of course, um, of course. There's, I think most of the time,
0: like yeah I was Sorry. just going to say, most, most of the time, I think that it's supported by the edit and we see a lot of evidence for him, that confidence being warranted when it's his domain, like puzzles. Right. But I just, maybe it was because it was early on and that sort of set the precedent for what I believed his character would be. But very early on when they were talking about their investigation tactics and the book that he read from the FBI, I just think that for me, that discredited some of his um, his what's overconfidence. The thing, what's the thing about the FBI? What was that? So that was when on Tika Beach in the very beginning, Carolyn had the idol. Yeah. And they were, it was everybody except Carolyn surrounding oh, yeah. the birdcage and and Carson said he guessed who had it and he was wrong and he said well I believe that's right because I read these FBI interrogation books and it just seemed (laughs) in the same vein of him saying like well I created all these these puzzles ahead of time and I can do this so it was like hold your horses you don't have as much skill as as you think you do but in a lot of ways he does and he's the most well-connected and it's
1: great for him to be wrong I don't want to see a robot as my antagonist that's always right I don't want to see a 20 year old that's always right I want to see one that's growing and that gets knocked down that gets winded and that you know the he can plan the puzzles at home but he can't plan being on the island and getting sick for three days and looking you know pale as a ghost and that I, I think a lot of people started loving Carson during that time when um Carol uh Carolyn was stuck in the net. He's like, You got this, but he said it with like no energy and no charisma at all. And it was just, just he's just dread he wanted the challenge to be over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. That did not humanize she, and, him. And, and,
1: and, like I, I do I love him. I think he's great. I love Carolyn so much and I love uh Jam Jam so much. They're just I think we talked about this before. I think they're just such a fun three. And it's Absolutely. just a question to me, it's this big question of are they going to be sitting there in the three together or is it not going to happen? And how is it not going to happen? And that's the most exciting kind of finale ever. It's kind of like a what will dreams do with the, the deal with Yao going into this finale? What will happen with the three? And if that very- doesn't happen, and that's and that's not a knock on the 40s. That's kind of been survivor for the last few for the last few years. It's the, I've always I'm always excited about the finale, but I just I don't think I've been excited on this level just because I care about these three so much. I don't want any of them to go. Like last season I had that going with um what's her name again? Her name started with a C. The runner up? No, she got out like sixth.
0: Carla? Carla.
1: Like I had that with Carla, although her edit started taking this nosedive right before she left. So I kind of saw it. I we all kind of saw it coming. Uh, but I think she still made it to finale night. And she was, I think she was fifth. Um, so it 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 hit less. But on those on those episodes prior, like when her name was going around, it was like, no, Carla, don't! Like you don't want to see her go. Uh, and now I'm I'm not just feeling that with one person, I'm feeling that with all three. I just think that's a pretty funny juxtaposition where I've got like the three versus. Everybody else, they're all nice people, but they can all go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'd i have to agree with that. And that's a testament to the casting. It's the, It's a testament to the fact that they were all on the same tribe together. I think it was a lot of right place, right time. And it fell into place very well with the Ticos and we can dig into it, dig into it even more, but I just want to move on to our, our next listener yeah. questions before we get rolling with the episode. Cause there's so much to dissect, but yeah. our next question comes from Marcus and he asks, what is one of the, your favorite underrated social or strategic maneuvers from survivor? Is there anything that comes immediately to mind? I guess Small. I go,
1: I always think about Susie. And what it wasn't so much social, it was just what she did from a character who you or a player who you wouldn't think would have done it. And so when she did what she did with Marcus, it just what I love when a move doesn't have to be a big move, but I love when a move shifts a game. And that was such an opportunity to shift the game. It was it wasn't an accident. She knew full well what she was doing. She she kind of saw okay this is where I stand with this group of people. This is where I stand with this group of people. This is the better option. And I don't care how much grief I get from Corinne and who Charlie and whoever else. This is what I this is what I need to do. And then to have done that. And, you know, a lot of people will say, Bob, you know, his win blah, blah, blah. Some people will say Susie is the best player to never win. Um, And I also think anybody who deserves to win survive. Anyone who wants Survivor deserves to win it because they got the votes. Uh, but she really, what, she was like one vote away and, you know, had it been a bigger jury at the time, we were already seeing, were we seeing bigger juries at, at 17? Uh, yeah, we just, we, we, we had seen bigger juries prior to that. Uh, but this just so happened to be, and it's so weird that Gabon has such a, a small jury because they have such a fantastic cast. So, you know, had a Dan or, um, an ace, cause they left right before the jury, had they been sitting on the jury, they probably, they very well neither of them were part of that court that part of that corinne marcus group so and we had two more jury members then Susie could have been one of the best older female winners to ever play and that'd be cool too. but definitely Susie's up there definitely and uh, and also and and also in terms of a social player uh, i don't think cassandra gets uh from fiji i don't think she gets the 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 love that she deserves
0: yeah tell us about that because i love fiji and i could talk about Feed as as you like to call it um all day so i i think this would be a great opportunity to illuminate the minds of the listeners to cassandra because a lot of people feel like she just didn't do anything and the edit really doesn't do her a lot of favors either or dreams for that matter but please enlighten us
1: well it's just looking at cassandra who was on the outside of the moto tribe and how she managed to stay in even if she didn't have to do anything it was more like uh uh, Liliana, who kind of got herself in trouble, and Papa Smurf getting injured or being sick or whatever—the combination of the two—and um, then her just with the swap working in her favor, and then that bridge towards Stacy, she was able to mend fences. Good with Stacy, good with Boo. A lot of the horsemen pissed. She pissed off the horsemen, uh, and she had some enemies along the way. But then you also look at who her enemies were. Look at look at the, look at the shit that came out of Lisi's mouth. You know. <laughs> You know, yeah, you can't, you can't win You can't win over somebody like Lizzie, whether it's the color of your skin or whatever. What are you gonna do? It's it's freaking I've never seen when somebody asked such a horrible question, or when she made her spiel there. Uh, the look that Jeff gave her, it was almost like, who did we cast? Even though I still love her in her own right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, seeing her fall on her face was enjoyable. And, you know, the awesome. hammer and the ants and everything. She was she was good for a couple laughs, but she I agree. Great. She was great.
1: But I give Cassandra mad credit. She um, she also, I mean, I love how she dominated that social challenge when they all had to guess what everyone said and she didn't get a single thing wrong. Um, you know, and then she at the beginning of the challenge, she's like, I just hit anybody. And, and Jeff is just like, well, not anybody. So, you know, <laughs> was she lucky? Does she know what she's doing? Does she not know what she's doing? She's not, a, she's not a dummy. A lot of people kind of think that she is, but she's not. It's just she had a beautiful, really, not beautiful, but she had a really cool relationship with Dreams and a cool relationship with Earl. I love the fact that she did, you know, the, 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 the at six vote against uh, Yao without telling Earl. So she was willing to burn that bridge. It didn't burn. It was, it was a repairable bridge. Uh, it's just, you just got, you've got Earl and dreams who are such a dynamic pair within that final three. I know they're way more dynamic than Cassandra, but Cassandra is still fantastic. And probably if, if we have these three in our current final three, they probably will be my favorite three, my favorite final three since Fiji. Wow.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's see if, let's see if that actually happens or uh if, if the Fiji final three gets usurped, but thank you. <laughs> that was, that was very good. And. You even taught me some things and i thought i was an expert on fiji um i would say one of my favorite small strategic moves would be in vanuatu we have just swapped we've got julie and Twila on the beach together and mm-hmm. julie takes a shot a calculated shot and saying oh so the uh the guys also offered you final four and uh, Twyla says, yeah, they, they offered you. And I think it was a realization where Twyla realized maybe I'm not as good as, as as good with these guys as I thought I was. But Julie completely lied. It was just a great guess on her part. Po- not a guess. It was very calculated, but a great remark on her, her end that unfortunately didn't ended up panning out for, for Julie in the long run right. by no fault of her own. But yeah, that, that's a moment I, think I love. It. And
1: don't even get me started on Vanuatu because to me the top 2 seasons by far of survivor are Fiji and Vanuatu.
0: Unpopular opinions and, that I think deserve
1: some more some more credence. And but and and funny enough we talk about like things like the social parameters of the game and the interpersonal co- connectivity and connections and whatnot, but I feel like Vanuatu and Fiji just are so much more above than all other seasons in terms of what they offer and what they do. I feel like there's never been a tribe like Yasser and their original Yasser and there never will be another Yasser. Every single Yasser woman that went out has like such a distinct story. And, uh, and and, and even new Yasser is great. And, you know, with the thing with Fiji is Fiji just doesn't um, cater to that cookie cutter, cute, blonde, cute girl, cute guy. I mean, there's a lot of good looking people on on the season, but it just doesn't look like a standard pretty season of Survivor. And it does get very dirty and very gritty. And it's a very like male dominated towards the end. Um, and, you know, everyone's beloved Michelle who I adore goes out at 10. But yeah, those two seasons are fantastic. And yes, love, love Julie. Absolutely. I think most, of the, most of the more those types of social uh, games and moves that get overlooked probably more likely came from a woman
0: that's a very good point and that's a discussion we've had yeah earlier in the series for survivor social but uh more more credit for all of those moments and more credit for the women on survivor and our last question our listener question before we dig into the episode missy asks what season of survivor do you think has changed the game or the the course of the or the series the most good question
1: um i would think it'd be something more you know seminal at the beginning um on the surface i'd say guatemala because Because guatemala because guatemala introduced a few things it introduced uh new new players interacting with with old the celebrity the celebrity status and what that kind of happened and it and and we've seen the celebrity appeal in in many seasons, and what that kind of type of character person can can bring to a season. We've seen the the impact of an idol. Um, Guatemala was really it got really ugly at times. I don't know if we saw. I don't know if Survivor, other than maybe Hatch and you know what happened with Hatch and Sue and the and the response of the of the tribe members with with her, with Sue. And some of the stuff that transpired in Thailand, um, and some of the trans look. There's always been ugliness, sprinkle some subtle, some not so subtle. But I feel like Guatemala, and I've been to Guatemala twice. It is hot, <laughs> and I can I can just imagine why how those crazy conditions can do to people. And it was just a very competitive, very well up until the it changed at the end but it was just a very masculine tough season mm-hmm. with these tough guys all like Oof. you know but yeah i would say definitely uh, a big shift in guatemala whether the season's liked or not or celebrated or not but you can't deny um what the what the idol has done for the show yeah and did the and did the idol i always wanted to know this myself did the idol come about because of a production meeting where they thought things were looking a little bit stagnant, and they just thought we have to come up with something a little bit more exciting to, to maybe pump some some fr- fresh blood into this season. That's maybe in their eyes was floundering or what I don't know. Uh, but look what that did.
0: Little did they know the ripple yeah. effect that would have. But that's yeah. a very good point. I was I was not thinking Guatemala, which is a season that myself and co-host Tegwith with also love. Tegwith has her connection to Brian Corden, friend of the pod, all that good stuff. So we love Guatemala here, but that's a very good point. And I hadn't thought of that, but Guatemala is a game changer in a lot of ways. Personally, I was thinking Marquesas just for the sheer strategy element, seeing, you know, the group of the people on the bottom taking out the row two four. I think that changed the game tremendously, so...
1: And I see I God. have an argument against that even though I have a lot of love for no I don't have a lot of love for Van for for Marquesas. I don't I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um people were trying to work the bottom back in Africa. It just didn't pan out. It's not like it was the first time where people talked about doing it. It just so happened to happen.
0: That's true. I guess that's true. I give it I give it credit because that's when we actually saw it come to fruition and okay. we saw the ripple effect of each right. of the row two four members go out successfully or successively. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, no,
1: I mean, I, I hear mean, you. If I ever show anybody Marquesas, I show them that I show them that the John episode. And then beyond that before and after, I'm just like, meh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have some great moments before and after mostly after, but yeah, that's, that's true. That's really the turning point of the season, but yeah, Anyway, so
1: it's most worth noting for sure. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. And it couldn't
1: ha- it couldn't happen to a better foursome.
0: That's true. There's
1: no I, I just don't think that foursome could. I had a tr- a weird crush on Tammy at the time. And I think a lot of people did. But I, I just think they're such an unlikable four. But this is my take on Marquesas as a whole. I think Marquesas is probably one of the most unlikable casts the show has ever had. Outside of Kathy, who in real life is probably grating, her her own son looks like he can't stand her, you know. <laughs> but you know, like in 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 All Stars or whatever season the son showed up in. But obviously Kathy was framed in this. Great. When I do love Kathy, I always say if I'm passing through Burlington or Vermont or wherever, like if I saw her, I would lose my shit because I wouldn't I wouldn't react in a in a big way to most castaways. But I think if I saw Cathy, I think I'd be like, whoa! You know, I think I would go nuts. Um, but I, I do love her. But outside of like Sean's quirkiness, um you know, and a, a Rob's Rob, and I love V, but I just think that's a very unlikable group. I mean, I'm trying to. If you run down the list of everybody who left from the very beginning to Wait, the end, you're telling me
0: you're telling me you just don't absolutely love and aren't enamored by Peter Harkey and his discussion of mastering Old. his holes.
1: No. Oh, okay. Patricia, Sarah, I I you know you listen to somebody like Gina who's like talking poorly about Sarah how she is with Rob, but Hunter could like fart in Gina's face and Gina would say that was an amazing move.
0: Or Gina burp in her face like we had this episode, oh, which 24. is great.
1: But Gina, she displays the exact same thing that Sarah does. She just does it in a different way. I really at the at the time, I had a little bit of a crush on on Gina. But looking back at her, at that, ugh, Hunter, ugh, Gabe, ugh, Tammy, ugh, Sergeant Zoe, ugh, Pat, don't even get me started on Pappy, ugh, Nalia ugh. It's I just think that's just such an unlikable group. And going back on when you see them at their mats during challenges with their arms around each other. I don't know why they thought I think it was just that weird row to creepy white love that they had. But it just, it was so sketchy. Just always the, the fake love. It was very fake. I hate Marquesas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you did have a crush on two out of the 16. So
1: oh, that's, that's cool. Th-
0: they do get a little props for that. And I also think, not to go too off topic here, because I really do want to get to 44 very soon. Yeah. But the last note I will say about Marquesas is... I think part of the reason why they embraced Road Two, embraced being the Love Tribe so much, was because of the proximity to recent current what? events and 9/11. So oh, it, s- hadn't
1: ha- it hadn't happened yet. No, no, no. no, no that's, right, that's right. They were supposed to go to what? Yeah, going to they fall, were right? supposed, supposed to be in Jordan. To to- yeah, yeah, they were supposed to go to Jordan. Right. Yeah, that could that could be why. Um, I think it had more to do with the waterfall. That's fair. If well, I had a waterfall, and I was able to. Almost shower and feel rejuvenated. I'd feel a lot better. and they may have felt that way. It didn't come through it didn't come through. I mean, I'm surprised now looking back that it didn't come up. Maybe it was too fresh and the editors they didn't want to show it. The first sign of it was uh, with Thailand.
0: True but with you would, clapping you, for
1: Ken. you would, you would think something like that would make its way. I mean, it may have made its way into a an earlier stage edit and they just decided, you know what? We don't want it. We want people to Be happy and not think about it, but you'd think something like that would find its way in, yeah. You would think, but, but you're, you could be right in terms of their love, good for them. But ugh. it's it was just you... no, it was so nice to see a bunch of white people loving each other because you know the enemy is back there and the enemy has darker skin. And Oh, look who's over there, Vesepia and Sean.
0: That's a very good point. Well. You've you've slightly converted me from a Marquesis appreciator to a Marquesis uh, skeptic, but oh, I, think it's, bef- I, I think it's so ugly, especially with Pappy at the end. Yeah, that's very true, and we could we could have a whole podcast episode just d- discussing and dissecting Marquesas, which I lo- still have a lot of reverence for. But yeah. now you're sort of poisoning my my uh, appreciation for it. That's okay. But now Sorry. we will transition to the meat of the episode. We're going to chat some some season forty-four, episode twelve. So yeah, we're back from tribal. Carolyn says that she doesn't regret playing her idol, which I'm glad that she doesn't regret playing her idol because. I don't think that that was a bad move. She thought that she was doing what was best in the moment. And I know hindsight, people will say, well, she really didn't need to use it and criticize her, but I still support her. And I'm glad that she heard that. 100%. Tribal, yeah. Tribal's theater.
1: And that it's something that somebody notices. And it's also something that Carson, who has a huge... Um, just has this power within the game. And if there's somebody... To get to make yourself more, uh, more connected to, it's Carson, because Carson can be the the sound piece, the earpiece, whatever that you need to get to uh, conf- get to get things done with uh, Jam Jam.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Carson so, is integral, so keeping him around can can only help her for now. And she knows that she has to cut him down the road, but she's yeah. uh, she's playing it well. And so,
1: yeah, so I I agree with you. I I, I like that she did it.
0: Good. I'm I'm glad we're on agreement. We're in agreement for that. For now. Let's <laughs> see what else happens. But now we know or assume the players are assuming that there's an idol out there. So Heidi's looking for an idol and then Carson alerts Carolyn because he notices, and then everybody's looking for an idol. And I'm win- glad we
1: only got like a few seconds of it. Yes. I think Be- we're I think we're blessed. And I agree. Thing- this season we haven't seen too
0: much of that true there hasn't been too much despite how many idols and fake idols and advantages there there have been there hasn't been too much of that but ultimately the discussion ends up shifting from idols to who are we targeting and the shift is to carolyn and that she is a big threat especially because of her idol play in the, in the previous tribal so we end or we sort of set the tone this episode and end this scene by saying that Carolyn is going to be a target. But Tika's plan is still to take out a Rattu member, which we'll see throughout the episode. But Carson seems to be very true to his Tika group, whereas it doesn't seem as though the others are really set in stone about that. Right. Yeah, because she's talking
1: about lopping Carson and he's talking, and Jam Jam's talking about lopping her. Mm-hmm. And I I, because I think Carson knows that regardless of both of them being very loved, that I think he's got a really, really, really good case. And he can articulate if he is sitting in the final three with the two of them, why he should win. And at 20. As a young kid who like he he's playing a masterful game. Yes. Subtle, but mas, but really, really good.
0: I agree. And. So we go into this reward challenge. I don't know how you feel about this. I just noticed the the slow motion montage as they're walking in. I understand that they don't really have much in terms of a thematic, a strong thematic thread throughout this season because of the fact that we sort of had the medieval theme, we had it with the buffs, we have it with tribal. We have is that with what it is? Immunity idol. I it, I like to yeah, think so. Okay, sure. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm. I don't have the vernacular to accurately assess what the theme is, if any. Um, but I well, just what feel like that the, was The
1: last theme, an octopus. What the hell? What the hell was that? I on guess.
0: And the, the season before, we had the lock and the key that never showed up, and the maze and all that. But yeah. I think they attempted to do more in terms of having tribal look more like uh, have these thematic elements, and sure. it came through a little bit. But my point in saying all of this is that. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh why then why, sp- instead of like trying to show us these slow mo cuts or whatever, if that's our way to get us excited, get-, get us excited by making them dress up like they did in Survivor China with like the armor and some I don't know. Just integrate the theme more. Do you feel like they need to integrate the theme more? The no, because these things are just blending together.
1: No, no, because the theme isn't that blatant and it would look like it would come out of nowhere. Most nine out of ten people would not tell you that there's a medieval theme going on. So if suddenly they busted out in medieval gear. It'd be like, what?
0: Well, I don't know. I thought it was pretty clear. They had earlier in the season. Yeah, the the immunity idols in the tribal phase were a shield and a sword. And yeah. at one point when they were coming into from into the challenge i remember someone i can't remember who like lifted the sword triumphantly as they were riding it on the boats and then someone asked i think kane asked jeff to knight him so there are definitely elements of it and and i know that they're they're not
1: i don't think they're at the forefront enough to do that i'm not doubting it i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying i don't think they're really predominant so i I think it should be more you you just you just said the key word i don't know if you realized it. you said something like like china (laughs) There doesn't have to be anything like Survivor China. Let's just get that clear.
0: We can dig into that later. <laughs> we we must not touch on this subject, or else we will be we will be going live for probably over four hours. So, for the for the sake of time, we'll just put a pin in that. But yeah, right. for the for the challenge, Tegwith and I typically, as many listeners will know, yada yada through some challenges. Due to the fact that, as Tegwith likes to say, these are the same thing in different fonts, which I completely agree with. But most importantly, the winners of this reward challenge will win a trip to the Sanctuary. Do you think the Sanctuary is a good reward or is it cheesy? I hate it. Why?
1: It's just something a reward that's expected. I mean, the car is expected for the first 14 years, but it was a freaking car but going to the same place that doesn't seem like a really cool lookout where the food doesn't even really look that good. Give me, send me to an orphanage, send them to a school. There's so many better things than they can do than a freaking. I even forget the word. It's a sanctuary. I call it the oasis. Screw they can get a foot massage somewhere else.
0: They can bring them the masseuse to them. You know, why does it have to be at the sanctuary? I agree. I think stop trying to make sanctuary happen. Yeah, Stop I really trying would. to make fetch happen. All of it, just <laughs> cut it yeah, out.
1: It needs to go. I hope. I'm sorry if I go into tangent here, but I'll make it really quick. I want it to go away. I want shot in the dark to go away. I want the journeys to go away. And I wrote half and halves. What the? Oh, that the at the merge, you're safe. You're not. I'm an I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm a teacher, so I'm all about editing, and editing what doesn't need to be there. And I think when we're, a lot of people are talking about right now, where do we stand right now with Survivor? I don't think it's bad; it just needs edits. We're That's looking true. at really some good rich characters, some good rich people. We're not looking at. I have, I don't have that much beef towards Caramoan. I don't mind it all that much, but that was a, that you know, the hopes and the whatever, the alleys or whatever. Those kind of like Barbie doll. No offense. Those like Barbie doll type girls. That were like, why are they casting them? That they don't even look like they watch the show or they even know what they're doing. And then you had like um the, the Ghost Island HHH era of fans, but are they? You know, we've we've had all these different, you know, groups, different like coming comings and goings of types of uh, of archetypes and or whatever. And I don't think we have that right now in a bad way. They all seem to be pretty. Compelling people with cool backstories, who are likable, and I think what 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 we hopefully get with the uh, the Jam jams and the um, the Carolines, we have more of a return to quirky. But quirky and likable, true. One could say the original quirky likable was Greg.
0: Yeah, he was definitely out there. I think maybe at the same caliber, even as Carolyn, in terms of. The quirky things that he would say or do i just think back to the message he received from his sister at home and rudy's response so yeah yeah <laughs> we'll see if we can ever get back to that but i think it's heading in the right direction like you said I and, think so. and I editing think so is ultimately what needs to be done but yeah. Yeah. the winners of this challenge end up being the group of carson lauren and jam jam and personally I can understand why they were excited for the sanctuary. If I was playing the game, I'd be oh, psyched for the sanctuary, right? Yeah, as a player, as a...
1: it's exciting. As a viewer, it's like...
0: Right, exactly. But yeah. anyway, so we're at the sanctuary. It is Jam Jam's first reward. So I am particularly excited for him. And he cries while eating, which I feel like I would probably have done as well if I was in his <laughs> position. Because he says, yeah, I've just been eating snails or yeah. and and coconut. And yeah, I'm sure I can't even imagine what that does to your palate. It's like the the thought experiment of of thinking about like a, an American pilgrim trying a Dorito for the first time. Like it would just blow their mind. <laughs> Absolutely blow their mind. So yeah. I imagine that's that's a little bit what it's like. But they get their massage and Carson while his feet are being worked he is trying to work Lauren and try and, and pull her in and lull her into a false sense of security. So Carson is always working. And I appreciate that we see him always work. I in. love it. I love it because you always could use somebody.
1: And I always forget that Shot in the Dark stops at seven. I had to be reminded that now with the tribal. And I'm glad I was. And I'm glad that that's the case. Um, but, and that's another credit to Carson. I, I love the fact that, like, he, he sees, I think I could be wrong. It seems like he sees the value in every single person. And he has his relationships with every single person. And he's a good message board for everybody. I just like him so much. I I love the last three winners. I really, really do. Um, But he's somebody who I absolutely... I mean, uh, uh, Erica, I didn't see coming. Uh, Marianne, I saw towards the end. And Gabler, I saw towards, like, maybe at the final nine or ten. But he is somebody I saw... uh, Carson is somebody I saw since uh, episode two or three. And I haven't had that in a while. I don't think I've had that since maybe Nick... So it's just it's nice that some that I can kind of anchor to somebody. It's that feeling of like you're, you're betting on a horse, and mm-hmm. that often happens with Survivor, whether it's because of an edit or something. And you're just like you just want them, you just want them to keep going, not because you want to be right, but just because you've invested yourself a little bit.
0: Definitely, and I think that's the that should be the goal of, of the of the storytellers and the editors is to get you invested. So I think that's a testament to a job well done on their end are making yeah. you feel invested about him. Yeah. Um, on a side note, I'm starting to get the the slight feeling that you are, are are a fan of Carson. I don't I don't know. Not that not that you've really made that clear by this point, but anyway, just,
1: re- just refresh. It's just refreshing. Yes, because we like I said, we were we've seen Carson's before, but not. I I feel like we have to go. This is again the teacher in me. We've gone through a few rough drafts of Carson's. Even Cochran is kind of a Carson in his own little way, but he also came back on his second game. And then it's a different story. But here as this new player who's only 20 years old, who like works for NASA, um, who he's just he doesn't mind being devious and he's fun. And he he just yeah, he's just somebody that's really, really fun to root for. But I'm telling you, if any one of those three wins, I swear I'm going to be doing cartwheels in my mom's living room. And then on the other hand, if it's like if it's Heidi or uh, Lauren, I'm it'll be a big what the fuck.
0: Well, I, I hope to receive the footage of you doing cartwheels come next week. I'm I'm very much anticipating that. Of course. So we get back from this reward, and Carson's name is thrown out, and Jamie said that that is where she's voting. But to be honest, the most important part of the scene to me is when Carolyn asks Jam Jam to burp in her face so she can smell it. I love it. That was probably the same level of a visceral response in terms of my reaction as to when she described picking through her son's poop for a tooth. So I just appreciate that she's willing to, you know, we've already established that she is unfiltered, but hearing it in the moment is just... It's so refreshing. Probably didn't smell very refreshing, but... I, t- I said to my
1: mom, I'm like, you haven't eaten in a long time. A nice breath of salami could be good.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: I-, I think her authenticity and her just like no filter is so refreshing because I do think one unfortunate thing in the last few seasons is I feel like through 41 to 44 is we do have a, a, gr- a cast that seems to speak a certain way.
0: They're fluent in Survivor. Sorry? They're fluent in Survivor. They know the they're, way that Jeff fluent, wants. They're fluent. They're fluent
1: in Survivor, but it's it it borders on mechanical and repetitive. You know, unor, unorganic, which we didn't have so much in 39 38. There were traces of it, but it wasn't so compacted and formatted and formulaic and so it when somebody comes along, I mean she would stand out in any season of Survivor. But definitely in the in the pack that we've received which I, I do like 41 through 44 it's it's all that more refreshing
0: yeah you're, that's true yeah. I think Jeff so, actually uh, has something to say on this matter I say the about same her
1: 200 words over and over and over and over and over
0: Yep, you do say those same 200 words and now you're you're, you're brainwashing all was the... that Nicaragua yes that was or I don't
1: know or was that Nicaragua or when they're doing the challenge in 30
0: that's when they're doing it in 30 and they're trying to get the puzzle yeah. and and I think one of one of their puzzles says shanked on it or something it's like ain't but like sh in the front I don't know yeah. it was it, yeah. was it was very messy and he says yeah he's been going to therapy cuz he's been saying the same yeah. words over yeah, and over be, again yeah. and now it's great cuz all the contestants are speaking in the same way too and only using the same 200 words which uh, is so very I hope, evident I hope
1: we I hope we move away from that I hope I, so, hope, I hope that He does hear he does as a producer, he does hear things when people say things like obviously he learned a lot from 41 and 42 and the reception to certain things. So I think he is willing to listen. He wants the show to do well, I would think. Hopefully they do tone things down and we do see a shift. We saw a shift from 41, 42 to 43 and 44. Hopefully we see that same thing apply to 45 and 46.
0: I have hope. I hope that the only the only real similarity between them is, is Bruce, which I'm very excited to see back. But oh, so right. One of the last things that I want to touch on before we get to this immunity challenge is that Jam Jam is having a conversation, I believe it's with Jamie. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I'm really sorry to Jamie and Lauren. Sometimes, because they're not the key players, for me, I have a hard time. They're interchangeable. Listening. Yes. Unfortunately, I hate to say that. I love them both personally from what I've learned about them. Anyway, Jim Jim's talks about the fact that his superpower is knowing when people lie to him and whether or not that is something that is true. Right. I think just putting that out there and saying that to people is a really it's a fun and like sort of flirty way to say that without actually saying, like, I can tell when you're bullshitting me because he can get away with saying something like that. Whereas I don't feel like other people can. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. It goes back to Sandra. How
1: a person is packaged or how a person is perceived based on gender, body type, age, ethnicity, background, the vernacular—all these variables—Asandra can get away with certain things that other people can't. You know?
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. I think it's like, um, it's like medicine. Like, it's, it's a lot of things are c- coated in sugar. And they're still going to get the job done. One is just packaged in a way that, you know, is more easily digestible for you and doesn't, doesn't, yeah. you know, taste sour or bitter rather going down. So I completely agree. It's about the packaging and I'm, I'm buying, I'm buying jam jams all day long. If jam product. jam was a product, I'd be whether,
1: hooked. whether he insults himself or if he ever did insult you to your face, he can do it and you can just go, I love you. Yep. Cause, cause of the packaging. He's just, mm-hmm. and he sets, and he sets it from the very, very beginning.
0: That's true. He's consistent
1: and authentically. Mm-hmm. So, I and I, agree. I feel going into the game, it's a really, really smart way to play. If you can sell yourself in a, what you see is what you get from the onset, then people are less like and 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 they're warm to it and they like it. They'll be less inclined to target you or look at you differently if you do some sort of sudden shift in the middle of the game so like a sandra or or a jam a jam jam or I, I i could probably make a list of others uh, if i were to play that's definitely approach i would take
0: i think that's a very viable strategy especially in the new era and we get to this immunity challenge it's balancing the balls on the things with the ropes and all that good stuff and ends up coming down to lauren and heidi And Lauren wins her second immunity challenge, which I think a lot of people, if you ask them at the beginning of the season or at the merge who would have won multiple immunity challenges, I don't think that they would have said Franny. I don't think that they would have said Lauren. But I love that because that's another reason why this season has become so unique because I think often men are given the credit as the challenge beasts. And it's assumed in a part of the strategy to take out the men who are seen as physical, because they're going to be a problem down the road and they're going to go on like a Colby or Tom type immunity streak. But we've seen a lot of immunity wins this season from women. And I, I think that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. I like the shift that did occur in the season with all the women that went out early. And the, dom- and, the and how women creeped up in numbers or the, the men all went out. I think that's also nice. And I don't think that's happened in any of the, in a, in any of the other 40s. That's true that's also so that's nice yeah people talk talk, people talk about the the fire or maybe even more so the new format whatever they mean by new format i haven't given it much thought not favoring women but i mean we've had two back-to-back female canadian winners uh with 41 and 42 so i think that's fine i think it's i think it's a lot listen obviously women can make fire too if if it's if it's a strength thing in terms of rocking the flint or whatever if that is the case ladies then get rid of more of the men before you get to the final four. And maybe that's exactly kind of what we've seen. But, and I don't, and I don't know what Carson's, you know, um, sexual orientation is. Don't really care either way. Um, But I feel like maybe the women kind of overlooked Carson and Jam Jam.
0: That's true. That could be a part of it. because, Because
1: they're not super masculine.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe that is part of it. I think, a lot of a lot of subtle ways that maybe don't even come across on TV like your ma- mannerisms and yeah a lot of those things you just can't describe unless you're physically with someone in person I think that could make either of them or anybody for that matter less threatening depending right. on yeah whatever qualities it possess. but because I do think I mean in a world where Carolyn wins I'm ecstatic
1: but I do think more likely than not one of those two guys win well and, and I, I feel like Carolyn is that gone right before the vote or that that runner-up
0: i hope to not live in a world where either of those things have happened but of course
1: i'd love to see her win
0: yeah we'll we'll see what happens yeah and i also wanted to touch on since you made a shout out to our canadian winners as a canadian how did you feel about the representation of kane this season did you did you feel like you lived up to your expectations or did you want more from him
1: well, just knowing that we got nobody in forty three, and that we were just gonna get one in forty four, and <laughs> and he is this kind of like, I adore him. I think he's really fun. I think he's refreshing. I, I I called him, and I'm a nerd myself. I call him the big nerd. Have have we ever had a big nerd on Survivor? I don't know if we have. So I thought he was great. I thought he was quirky. I loved all his his his. At first, he came off a little aggressive in his tone. Um, so definitely like a, a there, there's a bit of an awkward a social awkwardness about him, which I think is great. Um, I liked it when he and uh, Carson came together. I thought the two of them were totally going to nerd out. So when Carson didn't really keep him around, um clearly a good decision on his part, because he could probably work with the work with the women more with with him out of the picture. And if people wanted him gone, then, OK, fine. He's a he's a physical physical threat, maybe. And he is clearly intelligent, so I'm glad that Carson just went with it, but from what we did see of him, I liked having him around as far as being uh, representing Canada. Sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When he sang the anthem, apparently he sang it wrong.
0: Oh, no. We've got to dock some points for that, right? He doesn't get, like, the full maple leaf stamp. He only gets, like, half. there
1: There may have been an evolution within the words of the Canadian anthem. So our home on native land uh may have gone through depending on whether whatever community you live in or whoever who's singing it it may have you know transitioned to the version that he sang so i know that when he did sing it anybody who knows the anthem kind of did a what (laughs) so there's that but no he's fun all right well and again he's quirky too so that's true he is a very
0: quirky character
1: a lot of quirky characters here
0: we'll give him some credit for attempting to sing the national anthem even if it was a little a little off to my to my american ears it sounded just right Perfect. i think i'd heard it maybe once or twice on degrassi i don't know but either way um we'll we still we still love you kane you got some yeah totally
1: points and just the fact that his name is kane
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs>
1: I to this day, to this day, something I've always been very cognizant of. Forty-four seasons in, I love it when we get a new a new name. I'm always looking at new names every single season. Who are like returning names, new names. I never sat down and looked at this one. I knew that there was there were Matthews and there was a there was a Heidi. So I always I thought of Amazon from the beginning. Uh, but there were still a handful of new new ones. And funny enough, I had a student name. I have a student named Carson at the same time as there's a, a castaway named Carson.
0: No way. I've never had
1: a student named Carson before, and there's never been a survivor Carson before. So I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, very unique. And yeah. I know, spoiler for season 45, there is a Brandon and someone who goes by Brando, which I don't know if it's just abbreviated because there was someone else with his name on the season. Yeah, right. It's kind of but- like. Kind of like a Troy Tarzan situation. That's true. <laughs> we'll see if they live up to those those big shoes. But oh yeah. Here okay. we are after the challenge and the Tika 3 plan on voting for Heidi, but then they tell Heidi that they're voting for Jamie and then she becomes the plan. And there's a lot of strategy talk. Personally I found it a little all over the place. But
1: yeah.
0: it ends up boiling down to either Carolyn or Jamie being the one that is is gonna go. And I appreciate the discussions of going with your head versus your heart. And I feel like that harkens back a lot to Survivor in the olden years and the yeah. good old days, because I think in the new era and especially in seasons like Cambodia and in David versus Goliath and even Millennials versus Gen X, we saw a lot of game body behavior. And this is what's best for my game, and this is what I am going to do. But I think Survivor is is survivor at its core and what people fell in love with originally where it is that I know this is what I should do but I really love this person I really fell in love with this person and I'm a fan of theirs and you know I don't want to hurt my friend right yeah. and I know with the newer seasons with this abbreviated time and it being only 26 days it's harder it's less time that you get to bond to people so I appreciate that it's still difficult for people and we're seeing physically the fear and the sadness that people have
1: but at the same time, with 21, 22 days or whatever in, it's sweet that there's that amount of love. But I wonder what that love feels like on day 35 of a typical Survivor season when you're two weeks more into it, you're two weeks further into it, more depleted, and you just, you've just you spent two more weeks with these people, and although you love them, you don't care as much if you see them or if you don't have to smell them anymore. <laughs>
0: That's a very good point. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. But given the circumstances of the 26 days, I'm just glad that we got something that was absolutely sort absolutely. of similar to that, right? I love it. So we're at Tribal. And I appreciate these players so much because they've already brought all of their stuff from camp to Tribal that because they said, you know what, Jeffrey? Mm-mm. you are not going to pull one out from under us. We are going to dupe you and, you know, think ahead. So I'm very, very happy that they were able to do that because I don't know how you feel about the whole new beach at the at the final five sort of thing. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I appreciate as long as it. As long as
1: it doesn't eat up too much time, I don't care. I think it's it's kind of cool to have a little battleground mm-hmm. for the final five. I think it could be cool. Um, and I don't think in any of the cases in 41, 42 or 43, it was too much of a a negative.
0: No,
2: that's or it, true. it
1: happened. I think it happened first in 39 um, mm-hmm. and it was fine. I, I don't I, I don't have a problem with it, but I just I like that they thought ahead. That's really yes. cool. I like any time a group of castaways. It's not that they out Out, dunk. It's not that they, it's not, it's, I'm, I'm I'm tired. It's not that they, uh, outplayed production or anything like that, but they, they did think about that. And I was like, good for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Props to them. And I think for me, it's just like, why? Why I understand. I do appreciate, like you just said, the new Battleground. That's a really good perspective to think of it as like, this is the final stage of, of, of the game. And I appreciate that. But this part of me is like, Who cares? But anyway, it can just
1: it can it can just the same it can just the same go away as well on my little list of things to go away. And I wouldn't give a shit either. Um, I think what we're not seeing as much anymore is that like the burning of the camp that we've had for, you know, 40 days or however many days. It's like, oh, we just built this three days ago. We got to burn it. (laughs) Who cares?
0: (laughs) that fallen comrades yeah there's there are so many uh end of game traditions that we don't have anymore which i understand most people yada yada through fallen comrades but i'm sorry mario lanza will be really upset if i confuse this because i know he gets he's not happy when people confuse fallen comrades which is a challenge versus tribute to the fallen which is very different so as a lover of old school survivor i have to be very clear about the distinction fallen comrades was the challenge where you had to name you had to answer questions about the yeah. people who had been eliminated. Whereas tribute to the fallen was, you know, the yada yada torch visitation flashback, good old thing. You know, seeing yeah. Tanya vomit as her moment of the flashback in Thailand. So so many great moments. Anyway, and I feel like we
1: could get that back again because I think it really would be. Not, I think it like the pendulum swings both ways, and I feel like we could find that it could find a home again in New Survivor.
0: It could, and I think that would benefit people who we didn't get to see enough of, yep. um, who had great personalities. Because I think this cast was stellar in a lot of ways. But here we are at Tribal, and Jeff talks about if the game is individual right now, or if there is alliance, or if there are alliances that are really the biggest part dominating strategy. And I guess this sort of sparked the thought in my mind of when is the true quote unquote end game beginning? do you feel like it changes from season to season or would you say there's like a range of contestants, like number of contestants left for the true end game to be happening?
1: I I've always, this goes back to, I think Kathy said this in all stars. I think I always look at the number seven as being such, such an important number, especially because it's a final three. So you're really only looking at four eliminations. So looking at, four eliminations, that's a good number to work with. How are these next four eliminations going to go? Whatever happens during those four eliminations, whether it's Shot in the Dark stopping, Idle stopping, New Beach, whatever. So I'd still like to say seven.
0: Seven's because, a good number. Because
1: at seven, it gets to six. And then at six, you know what I mean? Like, that's very endgame It's It literally is today's episode.
0: Well, you heard it here. I,
1: I wouldn't say seven. the end I wouldn't say the end game is just like finale night. It wouldn't just be final five and six seems stupid. And again, Kathy's words always stand out to me. It's like, where do you stand at seven? And I think in the case of this season, getting rid of Danny was huge. And uh and I also I really like if this is the narrative, I hate that word, but if it is the narrative of the season, I do really love that conversation between Danny and Danny and Franny. When Franny was talking about the Tika three, and he he just brushed her off, and she just kind of stood there like, Doink! and then <laughs> and then subsequently the two of them would go and and I think that'll be a really if we do get a Tika final three I think that'll be a really good soundbite or a good clip to show it's that's true, true.
0: That if somebody, there
1: was somebody did see and it's not like they are not seeing it like I am happy that the other members have noticed it. They're good, they're, but yet they're not. They're not moving it. They're not like they could have taken a swing. It, it was. It, it was. I think it was very um, bad gameplay. On I'm sorry to say all the the girls' parts to not gang up on Carson or Jam Jam.
0: That's a good point. They had their it, opportunity. It, yeah. It's
1: almost. I I almost feel like taking out Jamie is such a waste. It was weird to take out Jamie at this vote.
0: It was. And yeah, let's let's dig into that. So before we get to the actual vote, we've got Carolyn intensely looking at Jam Jam, cutting eyes while he's talking. It's well, quite entertaining. Her eyes are just so expressive, and I yeah. love them very much. Carolyn then tries to mouth something to Jam Jam to see what's going on. And he just sort of ignores her. Very, very interesting. And then we get to the vote, and Jeff comes back, and Heidi plays her idol for herself which do you think that was a good move for her or Listen, if they were going for her it would be a brilliant
1: move they didn't go for her so it was a stupid move i don't call it a stupid move if you have an idol you're not sure it's six freaking play
0: it who cares yep i so, agree that's good for her that, and you never know similarly. if somebody
1: else would have busted out an idol or something would have happened and then it's like girl why didn't you play it mm-hmm. and Absolutely. at least what, at least by doing that she further solidifies her state herself, not not officially, but she set she said what she was going to do in voting with the three. and that that's that could just be what it needs to get out young single mother Lauren out next, which I wouldn't want in the four. I don't I wouldn't mind sitting against Lauren at the end if I'm a, a jam jam or a Carson for somebody else. For a Heidi or maybe a Carolyn or one of the other women, I wouldn't want um, uh, what's her name, Lauren, sitting next to me.
0: That's true. With a couple, of, with a couple
1: of wins, she seems likable enough. She's beautiful. She's just she's
0: sweet. You know,
1: I I, I wouldn't want to sit against her at the end. I guess depending on who you are.
0: That's true. It's very context specific, and yeah. so the the votes end up shaking down to four votes for jamie two votes for carolyn jamie and lauren vote for carolyn the rest vote for jamie i noticed this jeff is on the receiving end of you know jamie walking out and jamie says love you jeff and jeff says thanks jamie thanks
1: (laughs) what do you what's the worst thing to say when somebody says i love you
0: great job jeff and i know it really didn't seem awkward like the music didn't really highlight that but i would have been so humed if i was jamie walking out the door and that happened but you know you can't always get like a a dawson hug moment or uh even kiss at the reunion but even come on jeff a little bit that's a a good that's
1: a good exchange that's a good exchange and it's something that i'll remember too for sure
0: definitely and
1: And uh yeah but yeah but going back on the whole jamie thing what a waste
0: it was a waste yeah could have could have been um a bigger move but i think perhaps they felt like they had made a lot of big waves and a lot of big moves in the last couple of tribals but i say if you're already have if you already have the momentum and you have the numbers you might as well do what you and want but, to
1: do and that's the thing if you're targeting a well-liked person it's very very risky because it's more likely it'll it's more likely that word will get back to them if you if you have somebody like jamie who's maybe not so well-liked Eh, it's a safer spot to get to advance yourself. That one spot, it probably is the safer move. But if I'm Heidi and I have an idol, or if I'm Lauren and I and I'm safe, then I'm absolute. But those two girls who were sa- who are safe, this was a time. This was totally a time to make a move, and I really that just goes to show that I just don't think they're playing like winners. That's because true. Because if one if one of them were just playing, if they had a little bit more grit to them then Carson or Jam Jam would have been gone.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. We, yeah, you, have three,
1: you have a three at the six. Weaken them.
0: Yeah. Don't, they don't, miss.
1: don't strengthen them. Come on. They,
0: they missed the opportunity, but you know, there's yeah. still, there's still time left. And Jeff does send them to their new beach for the final stretch. And one other comment that I want to make before we take a quick break is that Jamie mentions in her final words that she was so proud that she found an idol and they just use every every way they can all the footage of her talking about this idol that she thought she had i need to see her face i know we're not going to see it because it's gonna happen at ponderosa probably right. but i just need to, i wish that we could see her face when she realized yeah the true the true uh identity of that idol or idol quote unquote right yeah uh, good times but
1: i did find it, it annoying how everybody i said this to my mom at the time when it when it aired when they were so convinced that she was lying and I it actually really really irks me when people speak with such certainty about something when they don't know it and everyone was doing it I think Carson was even doing it as well irritates the hell out I think they were were all doing it
0: it was very frustrating because you can you usually don't have to justify yourself when in your real life right everyday life when you're talking about something that you know to be true and you're telling other people you don't have to justify the truth it's a lot easier to come up with or prepare to be confronted about a lie that you told rather than the truth it's it's not something we're used to justifying unless you know you're a lawyer but for for most other people it's yeah it's very challenging well that is the end of Jamie's run on season forty-four, and I'm sure that has messed up a lot of people's brackets who had her in their fantasy leagues. And now I, thought if,
1: it, I thought, if anything, she was going to be a perfect losing finalist.
0: She she did have that air about her. I agree.
1: Yeah, just smiling at the end, and you know, and yeah, now I'm very like, positive. I'm just, I'm just I'm trying to imagine what Heidi. And they're both very nice but i'm just trying to imagine what heidi or saying, jenna heidi or lauren would say
2: <laughs> what
1: heidi or lauren would say at the end or and just it would be such a snooze just yeah I, i'm so excited to see the end how this all pay, plays out
0: me too and now we're going to take a quick break and we are going to see an ad from bracketology and we'll
2: be right back my name is jonah Fielco, and i'm the ceo of bracketology.tv Fantasy sports for reality television. We offer fantasy games for shows like The Bachelor, Survivor, Big Brother, RuPaul's Drag Race, and Counting. You start by creating a community. Within your community, you can create a fantasy league for each show that you want to play fantasy games for. Within the league, you can choose up to three of our four game types, and our most popular is the advanced league. Choose a team of contestants, and depending on what they do and say during the episode, that's how your team will gain or lose points each week. We also have elimination style games like our confidence pool. This is where you choose how confident you are that each contestant will survive elimination that week. And we've also got March Madness style brackets. Come back a couple hours after the episode to check your scores and watch you climb the leaderboard. Bracketology is free to play, so grab your friends, your family, your coworkers, and head to bracketology.tv for more info.
0: And we're back, and now it is time for award season. So at this portion of the episode, we give out the Social Butterfly Award to the individual that we feel played the best socially, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we award the Driver of the Social Struggle Bus Award to the person that we feel like had some room for improvement this week. So Adam, as our guest, why don't you kick us off with who you think played the best socially this week?
1: Definitely. Carson? And weakest, uh, I hate to say it, but Lauren. Why, Lauren? Had immunity. Had immunity. Could have done something a lot better. She took out somebody who she could beat, and she was safe. That's, That's true. A prime 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 time to get rid of somebody much much bigger.
0: If ever she was going to make a big move, this would have been her time, and I think she just felt too. Too close to Jamie, I assume. Right,
1: right, because they derive from the same tribe. And that's yeah. maybe why she didn't do it. But I feel like all those kind of lines have kind of fizzled. Who went out? If you remember, I certainly don't. I'm old. Who went out when she had that last immunity? Do you remember?
0: I do not remember. It was early on. I'd be curious the... to see who
1: I'd be curious to see who it was. That's the thing. I think when somebody has a necklace on, I'm always looking to see what they do cuz fuck I just know from playing those the on, those online games that when I ever had safety that was when you know my balls just grew in size and <laughs> I could just do anything and that's now that's, that's the time to do it
0: and absolutely especially here at the end if if you are someone like Lauren who you know has had a few challenge wins but hasn't had a huge strategic game that's been on display for everybody to see now is your opportunity in this end game to really Have that big flashy moment, right? Yeah and unfortunately she didn't she didn't take that. But we'll see what happens with Lauren. Um I think I would have to agree with you completely in terms of the the awards for this week. Carson definitely is our social butterfly. He's incredibly well connected, stays well connected, is in the know, very impressive. And yes, I'd also have to agree with Lauren. So there is still time. I think, unfortunately for Lauren, it may be a little too late. We'll see if something catastrophic happens for somebody else. That could be an opportunity for her to, you know, rise in their, in their downfall. Just, look, just
1: looking looking at the other four, I can't see her sitting with any two and winning.
0: No, I think her best, her best opportunity right now is to hopefully get a vote, not be a zero vote finalist at, at Final Tribal. But we'll see if that happens. I think if she doesn't win immunity then she'll be in trouble very soon. Yeah. But thank you so much, Adam, for joining us for Survivor Social. Thank you thank guys you. all for listening. And make sure to like and subscribe to Survivor Now on YouTube and Spotify. And if you have any questions or comments of your own, be sure to send them to us at Pod at gmail.com. And we will listen to them right here. So until next week, thank you so much. And we will see you soon.
1: Later.